Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Every couple, I think, has a special meal, something that signifies a milestone in the relationship or a special getaway. For me, it would be the, uh, the Italian food we had on our first date. The problem, Greg, is if you ask my wife, Dina, about that, she'll say that wasn't our first date. We Our first date was actually before that. Regardless, Italian food holds a special place in my heart. How about you and Aaron? Oh, sushi. Sushi. Oh, yeah, I don't really have to Well, you can twice. have mine. <laughs> You're not a big sushi <laughs> no. fan. I love Aaron and I one time found a new place. It was kind of an all-you-can-eat sushi. Oh, okay. We just what went could go crazy, wrong ordered all this stuff. What we didn't realize is they won't let you take any home. And you have to pay for whatever's left over. Oh. And so all of a sudden we found ourselves hiding sushi rolls inside a napkin in the planner. You didn't do anything unethical. You were exploring those ideas. You paid for it all, I'm sure. Well, let's transition to a conversation Jim Daly had with Erin Smalley, Greg's wife, and Laura Shupp, uh, who discussed how dinner can be a place for young couples to uh, expand their waistline and strengthen their relationship. How much of a load is that to carry? I mean, to be thinking about, okay, what are we going to have for dinner tonight, every night, or many nights? I think husbands miss that. Mm -hmm. Especially, again, we're talking traditional roles, and I realize that sometimes it's uh, swapped nowadays that more dads are doing the cooking, moms at work, that happens. There's a part in the book that that I start out and I say, um, dinner surprises me nightly. And it came up as a Facebook post when I was looking at my phone around 4.30. And it just struck me as such a clever way to say that because dinner does surprise many people nightly. And so the reason for that part in the book was just to have a plan so it doesn't surprise you nightly because I know when I get hungry, I just kind of want to know what I'm pulling out and what's ready in there. But that's my way, and it doesn't have to be everybody's way. So it's offered, but, you know, it's not intended to be pressure. (laughs) Yeah, but I love that. It is a surprise. And for me, being a creative person, Mm -hmm. that dinner is, in essence, kind of a creativity process for me. Right. And But ultimately, it's to bring the family together for the relational aspect of it. Exactly. And I think each personality is going to be different. That's happening today. A lot of women are saying, I just can't do it. I don't. I didn't learn from my mom, and right. actually my husband's a better cook, and he's doing more of the cooking than I do. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, you know, we've done a little bit of a, a flip in our roles. So um, I've worked from home or stayed at home many years, and my husband was out of the house, and now he's home uh, working from home, and I'm out of the house. And sometimes, I mean, it's what works. I'll call him and say, can you start this? Okay, but i got to <laughs> ask you, scale of 1 to 10, how's he doing? He does fantastic. <laughs> Is that a 7 or an 8? I don't know. Nine, ten. Wow. Yeah, Way to go. Yeah. There's some meals that he, I mean, I have been in a very busy work season lately, and I just kind of pulled something out and said, figure this one out. Yeah. (laughs) And he did it. Grocery shopping and everything. Let me ask you this. Away from cooking, uh, Mm -hmm. you and Greg specifically have been helping your daughter, Taylor, focus more on the future of her marriage rather than that wedding ceremony itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know mm-hmm. she's married now, but you before that, you tried to help her with perspective. Describe mm-hmm. what you meant by that and how you carried that out. You know, it's we encourage couples and even our daughter to prepare not just for the day or just for a certain aspect of their future marriage, but for the longevity of a relationship. And so premarital counseling and, you know, thinking things through, planning your home, planning your your marriage, and specifically seeing this relationship as a lifelong commitment. And that's something we see with our kids throughout their lifetime of being in our home, that this commitment is for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's so encouraging for, a, I would think, a young woman to hear that. Sure. Hey, Greg, I really appreciated the insights from your wife, Erin, and how she mentioned that you two have encouraged your daughter to remember that marriage is a lifelong commitment. I mean, you've woven that expectation, if you will, that value into her, uh, into all of your kids. And premarital counseling can be really a great opportunity for a young couple to understand their own expectations, their perspectives. Why is it that premarital counseling is so important? Well, usually it's really effective at identifying some challenges that you're likely to face as a couple. John, I recently was cleaning out our basement and just opened this random box, and I laughed out of control because I found the marriage assessment that Aaron and I took when we were engaged as a part of our premarital counseling. And and, and are they still ringing true or? Well, what was, why I was laughing so hard is that it it said, oh, we have all these strengths, but you're probably going to struggle around conflict. And I'm telling you, that was our issue. And it, it did such a good job of predicting that. But I remember back to that to that time, and I was like, ah, we, we're not we going to argue. What is this stupid assessment? No. <laughs> but I'm how, telling you. How soon in your relationship was your first real conflict? Um, the honeymoon? Yeah, we made four days. <laughs> I think we made three We were three four days four, into yeah. the honeymoon when I just, I, I blew it. So it's really important to have that premarital counseling so you can understand what the landmines are. But, okay, you admitted that you blew it off. I did. Well, because we were in love, and love conquers all, yeah. and we didn't have these problems. Right, and, so why premarital counseling? Because it, it's so important to recognize that we all are bringing issues into our marriage. We've got baggage. We've got junk. Call it whatever you want. It's there. So the question that you have to ask yourself, do you want to deal with that now or later? Yeah. And when it's later, now it's probably built up now. Mm. There's probably more extreme. Deal with this stuff now. I yeah. think that's one of the hallmarks of a great marriage is a commitment to personal growth. And in premarital counseling, premarital education can really give you that opportunity. I also think, John, what it does is it seeds at some sort of you know subconscious level that it's okay to reach out for help. Mm. And I think that's actually, of all the things, that's the most important. Because like Aaron and I sort of rolled our eyes and we just went along because we had to to get married at this particular church. But what it did is it it made it okay when we really got stuck and really mm. started to struggle to reach out and, and get help. Yeah, and, and that's why I love, we have a program called Ready to Wed. And it's for engaged couples to do this with a mentor couple. And I love that because it, it, it puts you into contact and, and it partners you with someone who can then journey with you and someone walk with more, you. Yeah, someone a little more seasoned that right. can help advise when those hurdles come. Yeah, who then can ask, hey, okay, now you've been married six yeah. months. How are you really doing? <laughs> and that, that's really the benefit yeah. of doing premarital education. Well, if you'd like, you could take the Focus on the Family, the free Focus on the Family Marriage Assessment, and then print it off and put it in a box, and 15, 20, 25 years from now, pull it out and see if it still rings true. Our free assessment is going to help you do what many marriage assessments do. It's going to point out strengths and some areas to grow in. And Greg, you and your team have developed that. It's been taken by hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, I think we're up to like 800,000. Wow. And John, what I forgot 
to say is that when couples get at least 10 hours of good premarital counseling, premarital education, yeah. that 80% of those couples end up staying together. That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. so into your marriage from the beginning, yeah. and this will pay such amazing dividends. Well, regardless of where you're at in your marriage journey, uh, take the assessment or call us if you're struggling and you really just need someone to talk to uh, about getting the next steps in place to recover from whatever it is you're you're really dealing with in your marriage. Uh, We have counselors here and they'd be happy to talk to you. Uh, We will link over to details in the episode notes on uh, our counseling team, the marriage assessment, and also the Ready to Wed curriculum. And then if you can make a donation to support uh, this outreach, focus on the family's uh, efforts to strengthen marriages like yours, uh, we'll say thank you for your donation, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount, by sending a copy of Laura Shupp's book, Our Newlywed Kitchen. If not for you, you've got a wedding gift then, ready to give to uh, some young couple that you know. Next time, Dr. Gary Chapman will join us. He'll be discussing uh, how to navigate some common challenges that couples face. And for now, for Dr. Greg Smalley and the whole team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.